0: Hello everyone and welcome to a special holiday episode of the Best Pictures podcast. I'm Ian, this is Maggie, and for this episode we have another special guest of ours. You've heard her before on Jaws and Die Hard. It's Lola.
1: Hi! Welcome back. I'm so excited to be back. I always love it when people get to hear my beautiful voice on the
2: podcast.
0: Not when you get to talk about fun movies, just for people to hear you.
2: Yeah, people need to hear my opinions. (laughs) I believe she arrived and just said, I have so many opinions and I'm so excited for people to hear them. So buckle up, everybody. Woo, hot takes. (laughs) Yes. So we are doing, for this holiday episode, we are doing the absolute classic White Christmas, which is a 1954 musical directed by Michael Curtiz, who we on the podcast know as the director of Casablanca. It stars Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, and Vera Ellen, and it is about two World War II veterans who are entertainers who put on a show to save their old generals in with the help of two sisters who also happen to be entertainers. What a coincidence. So
0: much coincidence. (laughs) Coincidence.
2: It's a very simple premise, but executed absolutely beautifully, I think. I love this movie. I
0: think that it's a beautiful execution. It's schmaltzy as all get out, but because there's so much heart, I'm okay with it. Here's
2: the thing. Schmaltz is fine. There's just bad schmaltz and there's good schmaltz. And when it's well executed, it is just as lovable as any other movie. And frankly, every now and then I want to watch a well done movie that doesn't give me an existential crisis.
0: I prefer the existential crises. You would.
2: (laughs) I mean, I watch garbage movies usually, so it is nice
1: when one is at least well directed and there are... Very lovely dance scenes versus my usual Christmas movies that are just just garbage. Our
0: Christmas Prince 3.
1: All of the Christmas princes <laughs> back to back to back.
2: Lola is our Christmas movie expert. Yeah, sure. Expert. <laughs> in quotations.
0: You've seen many of them.
2: I will run through background a little quickly. Um, this movie is long, which I always forget because I think in general it's paced very well. So I always forget just how long it is until I'm sitting there watching it. The songs for this entire movie are done by Irving Berlin, and it is based on his song White Christmas, which was first introduced in the 1942 film Holiday Inn. In 1942, it did win the Oscar for Best Original Song. Funny coincidence, the song in the movie White Christmas, Count Your Blessings, was nominated for Best Song.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. thanks, Mr. Berlin.
2: And uh, there were several songs in this pro- like film that were originally written for other projects, but like, weren't used and were then incorporated into this. How Which much
0: do you, you- want to bet snow was one of them?
2: Actually, it was originally written for another yes. movie, but it wasn't <laughs> Snow. It was called Free. Yeah. And the lyrics were different. And they changed oh. the lyrics and adapted it in. I don't know why you hate that song so much. Well, I, like I don't song. hate I, it. I hate it. But, I like that song. I, you know, it makes more sense
1: since all of the songs are for other movies because they do make in Not sense. all of them. Well, but even if you told me like two of them were made for other like other movies, I wouldn't be surprised considering like none of the songs went together.
0: Choreography.
1: The I'm going to disagree. I
0: mean,
2: there is like musical review element to this yeah. film, um, which we've done several movies that are basically all musical reviews. And let me
0: tell you, this was a lot better than Ziegfeld. Yes, Polly's. because
2: this one has a plot and characters we care about.
0: Yeah. Ziegfeld, the way that ended, we were just like, oh, he died. Okay. they are like, why? Glad, um, I guess. Uh, not I actually glad. <laughs>
2: think part of the reason that you may not... Not like the song "Snow," because this always bugs me is that Vera Ellen's voice doesn't quite seem to match what you would think her voice would be, and that is because she's dubbed the entire film. Oh,
1: and it's funny because there is a rumor about her being dubbed by um, Rosemary Clooney. She is
2: only in the song "Sisters," though. Yeah, Rosemary exactly. Clooney sings both parts in the song "Sisters." It's oh, that's Trudy cool. something, Trudy or... Stevens. Yeah, in every other song, this movie was actually originally intended as a reunion for Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire, who were the leads in Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. In 1942, Fred Astaire read the script and was like, "No," which I'm kind of like, Fred Astaire, where's your heart? <laughs> Where is your holiday spirit? He's like, I'm too old. For he hates art. generals. He had bad experience <laughs> in the war. But then after Fred Astaire declined, they brought in Donald O'Connor, who's probably most well known for his part in singing in the Rain, and he is much more of like a comedian and very physical comedian. He got very sick shortly before they started filming, and that's when they brought in Danny Kaye.
0: Oh. I oh, like Danny Kay. I see oh, no, it as like well.
2: Him. It's just very clear, like he I like this song about dancing, but like it's very clear that Vera Ellen is the dancer.
1: <laughs> and well, Danny
2: Kay is not the dancer. And you yeah. can see that when
1: they supplement the random guy with no explanation that jumps out of cannons to suddenly
2: dance with her and it's clear that it's because Danny Kay can't do that. <laughs> because when you get more technical and more skilled, you yeah. have to have someone who is actually like a skilled trained dancer. To match her. Womp womp. And then Bing Crosby, of course, cannot dance to save his life. He is the crooner, and Rosemary Clooney, also not a great dancer, amazing singer. So
0: that's, I loved the horrific dancing at the very beginning of the scene in Florida. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Oh, guys. Oh, oh.
2: (laughs) Well, the thing is, like in Danny Kay, I don't want to say he's like a bad dancer. No, I think he was good. I think he's fine. It's just, it's clear that he's not like a dancer. Like, that isn't like his role
0: yeah well and i was getting like leslie Caron vibes from who from um not him from um vera ellen vera. yeah
2: no 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 she does tap which is a lot more fun
0: yeah but she had some of the like classical Car- ballet elements as well, well
2: Ian, that's because mm. every professionally trained dancer has probably done some I mean, classical ballet especially yes. in that time period i i love and this leslie s- Caron is your touchstone for ballet and movies
0: <laughs> she is absolutely yep.
2: <laughs> I love this discussion because
1: at the end of the day, Danny Kaye was still an excellent dancer. But when you look at like old movies like that, they were expected to be incredible dancers, incredible actors, incredible singers. And like now, I feel like but they, they still can get were still away. They
2: weren't though because people were exactly. dubbed a lot. I guess that's the right. was, they were dubbed a yeah. lot, and we actually are not huge fans of that on this podcast. We're big on like. There are people who can do all three. Find so the person who can do all three. But who uh, yeah. were often dubbed actually.
1: I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Disney Channel movies recently and there's one where it's clear that one of the girls literally can't even do like a box step she can't do anything. And What's they just ignore step? it.
2: Oh god. The the box. You literally <laughs> you step do in it a in box. box. <laughs> but that's I mean it's something that like honestly like wasn't and you did have stars who were like singers, dancers, actors who were amazing. So like Jean mm-hmm. Kelly. Singer, dancer, actor. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But you also had people who they brought in because they were maybe really good at one of those. Like dancing. And they could fill it in. Yeah. They were the dancer. They were the singer. And I think all four of the leads are good actors. So I totally would just- agree say what? that, but, like, yeah, they could fill in or they could, like, work around
0: it.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Vera Ellen was an excellent lip-synker too, because you really couldn't tell she Ocean wasn't... Oh, see, in Snow, dubbed. I think she does a terrible job. Well...
0: That's the only one That That I whole thought, scene so. was
1: kind of a mess though, because there's, like, definitely a part where, like, Bing is singing, and it's definitely not
2: his voice, and...
0: But it's his voice the no, entire it's definitely, time. No, it's
2: definitely Bing the entire time. It may have been Danny Kaye. There is a point... Maybe it where, was Danny There's Kay. a point where I was like, is it Danny Kaye? But I couldn't find anything that said he was ever dubbed, so... I think it was, but I'm not 100% sure. Last bit of background. This was enormously popular at the time. It was the highest grossing movie of 1954 and at the time was the highest grossing musical of all time. Wow. Okay. Okay.
0: And apparently it was the first film filmed in VistaVision? Yes. (laughs)
2: VistaVision. Paramount's technicolor technology that i like kind it of was, like, skimmed over when i was reading up on the movie because i was like i don't want to get this technical i'm not that interested
0: oh i'm should have read up on it because i love that beautiful stuff.
2: like it's it's the very vibrant oh, popping technicolor anybody with blue eyes like AKA eyes Crosby. pop rosemary clooney's do too yeah they yeah.
1: do well in the generals and his hair Well, his hair does also look very blue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty bad, I feel. feel It was really bad. I
2: love everything about his character and his performance, though, so I will put a pass on anything. All right.
0: Oh, yeah. He had no control over how they dyed his hair. Speaking
2: of of... the general, let's jump into Watch Notes and talk about the opening
0: the opening with-
2: I love the opening.
0: Oh, same the way they pulled back from the painted backdrop into the war zone. I was like, "Oh shit." Everything
2: every set piece in this movie is very clearly a set piece with like painted backdrops and everything, but they're beautifully done mm-hmm. and I kind of like it cuz the whole thing is about like putting on a show. It's so it's meta. kind of it's kind of fun. Like I don't it's it doesn't bother me. And I know I know it can bother some people.
0: Oh, definitely didn't bother me either. I like they kept our focus in on the action and the people and the dancing that it might've come off as a little stagey, but I think we've established that I don't mind something that's a little bit stagey, especially when it's this fun. So yeah, no problems there, but I do love how they kind of have this like slight conceit with the general when he first gets there where he's like, Oh yeah, you know, the men, they shouldn't be doing their whole show. You have the
2: new general. That's the new general. Yeah. So the new general who is like, got a stick up his yes. butt, and then you have General Waverly. Who's the cool general. He's not like other generals. He's a cool general.
0: Apparently. But he's like, yeah, the men should not be doing this. No Christmas out in the war.
2: <laughs> and then, because the men are putting on a show, and then um, he tells the sergeant driving the new general's Jeep to, quote, take the shortcut. And it's clear that he basically told him, like, take your time getting this guy back to the headquarters. And I love it, because it's a perfect... Character introduction to General Waverly, and like immediately we like him, mm-hmm. which is so important to this film oh. that we like him.
0: But at first, I was like, Oh, I don't like this dude because he's agreeing with the new general who's an asshole. But then that was very quickly dispelled.
2: Yeah. But you have Danny Kay and Bing Crosby, who I will pretty much refer to as Bing Crosby and Danny Kay this entire time because I forget their character names. They're very generic. All the time. I just know it's Wallace and Davis is the name of their act.
0: Wallace and Davis. But yeah, it's like Well, Wallace then it's and Betty Grumman. and Judy, Judy
2: who like... I will probably just call Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen the entire time.
0: So yeah, we get this really great introduction to them. We understand that
2: it's my favorite rendition of White Christmas ever. It is absolutely beautiful because you have all the soldiers. there mm-hmm. very clearly in like a war zone. You hear like planes and bombs going off. Get the flash, and in it's the just this put together stage. You have Bing Crosby in like a Santa coat and hat over his military uniform singing white christmas to a music box and there's like this lovely moment where the music box finishes and danny k just winds it back up and he continues singing and it's just so simple and it's so beautiful and they're definitely the oldest people in that entire regime
0: that's neither here nor there it's
2: 1944 i mean like a lot of people like everybody was in the army yeah
1: yeah and i feel like that's it's kind of interesting like this movie that When this movie came out, because it's something I'm sure a lot of people related to. Yeah, I mean, it's only 10 years after the war. Yeah, this movie, like, nowadays, you couldn't get, like, a universal audience and have it be, you know, one of the best movies of the year, I feel like. Because not everybody spent, you know, the past X amount of years, like, in a different country and away from their family. It's something
2: you see. I feel like that is, you're right, that that's part of the reason that World War II is so prevalent in film for a decade and more Mm -hmm. after Yeah it ended is because like it did absolutely affect everybody yeah it was something that everybody related to and went through and it was something that i think like i don't know as a culture people probably had to work through so having movies about it yeah probably helped to some extent.
1: exactly like what life was like after and what people did and you know that's kind of the whole premise of the movie with the general is like what did people come back and do yeah
0: um waste all his money on a resort that is not doing well because there's no snow
1: well, and there's a terrible named resort, Pine Tree. All right.
0: It's the 50s. <laughs> it's in Pine Tree, Vermont.
1: <laughs> can it be pine trees? Multiple?
0: No, just, just, one, just tree, one tree because you can't ski in the forest.
2: That's true, I but guess. But you
0: can, I guess. But do they but ski? Also... <laughs> I'm not
2: going to recommend it. Um, But anyway, the actor who plays the general, Dean Jagger, I think does an absolutely wonderful performance in not just this scene but like every scene he's in every time I cry or almost cry in this movie which is multiple times it's usually because of something to do with his performance and his character but you know Bing Crosby's character starts giving that speech about oh well the general's not here but you know he's retiring but we're gonna miss him and he's you know really done so much for us and everything and General Waverly is clearly like kind of uncomfortable with the praise and so he immediately stands up and is like attention and everybody like snaps to attention and then he gives like a nice or starts to give kind of a nice little mm-hmm. speech but doesn't quite know how to express himself and is like so uh how do you get off this stage because Bing Crosby's character was an entertainer before the war and he's like oh we'll play you off with this big finish and then they sing the song uh the old man that's like we'll follow the old man the wherever you love him wherever he wants to go as long as he wants to go opposite to the fro is that what it is I don't know to know.
0: and fro? I don't know. One of the general ones sweet. we do, is basically Yeah, but it's the song. it's a
2: very sweet song.
0: <laughs> but then all hell breaks loose and it's like, oh my god, air raid.
2: I love that bit where there's the air raid in the or it's not an air raid, there's been bombs going off, but the plane and the bomb come really close in the middle of the song and everyone like hits the ground and then mm-hmm. the song comes back mm-hmm. in the whisper and it finishes. I think that's such a such a beautiful touch.
0: But then it does actually get crazy. And this is where we get the wonderful like, I saved you from the wall The arm. <laughs> And injured my arm. That is the fiddle that he plays the yeah, entire Danny time. Danny Kaye's
2: character saves Bing Crosby from a falling wall and injures his arm, which, of course, as Ian said, is how he guilt trips him. Guilt trips him in the future. my favorite
0: lines... Later in the film is about. Do you know what what you should do if somebody tries to save you in the war? Spit in their eye. <laughs> if anybody tries to
2: save you from a collapsing wall.
0: Oh, that was it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that? I feel like that was like somewhat dangerous scene for them to film, though, considering they were like bigger name actors. I mean, I'm sure the wall wasn't like actually like bricks, but it I didn't. Wonder if it
0: was like foam bricks. Yeah, Probably. but they
1: fell really like fast. I don't know. I... And then they dropped like a bunch of stuff also from the sky. I mean, I don't know. It's it felt it to me from that. The sky. <laughs> well, from I know what upper, you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, but I just I don't know. Maybe it looked like real bricks. Maybe I'm just really dumb guys. I'm hey, sorry. no,
0: practical effects are serious. No, business. I like. I think they
2: do a really good job with like the set pieces and stuff
0: in this. Totally film. agree. Yeah. Now, the really awkward scene in the hospital, though. I, I,
2: I love how this sets up their adversarial love
0: relationship. Well,
2: because, Bing Crosby comes to check on Danny Kaye, and Danny Kaye's like, "Oh, you know." No problem. Bing's like, oh, if there's ever anything I need can do for you. And he's like, well, there's actually this one thing. So like <laughs> you're an entertainer. Let me in I wrote your this. Show. I wrote this song. And Bing's like, okay, yeah, sure. And he's like, um, send it to me after the war. Well, I happen to have it with me. Okay, um, I guess I'll flip through it. Uh it's written for two people. I'm a solo act. Well, you know, I was thinking, like, I don't know, maybe I could be your partner. And Everyone then, has an angle. Yes. And I love at the end where Bing's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. And they shake hands and danny k shakes his hand with the arm that was in the sling
0: <laughs> yes. oh i missed that <laughs> it was really good because it's like are you really injured or are but you just hamming this up
2: it's oh my gosh and it's perfect for his character and um then you get kind of the montage of their show and it's it just various songs name. it's it's them becoming big we understand that they're
0: stars and then we immediately understand that Bing Crogsby, C- Crogsby, excuse me.
1: Crogsby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wears his Crogs in the... His <laughs> Crogs. Um, Bing Crosby is turning into this, like, workaholic, yeah. doesn't want to deal with any people, Which... he just wants to perform. And Danny
2: is like, desperately trying to set him up with women so that he'll settle down, and I love when he introduces him to Doris, and literally Bing's question to her is, hey, how are you? And her response, mutual, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I
0: love <laughs> that. I love that. That stereotype is amazing. So funny. I love it.
2: But I, they have this really, I think, kind of a very nice discussion where Danny K is like, You're becoming a workaholic and it's making me a workaholic. And he's like, I, I want you to get married. I want you to have nine kids. If you spend five minutes a day with each kid, that's 45 minutes all to myself.
1: It was refreshing hearing uh, two men act like getting married and finding a woman was the end-all be-all because you don't typically it is it is
2: kind of nice like it feels like a reversal from a lot of plots because they have it is a very frank conversation and bing's character is very honest about saying like you know that is something i would like to do but then he also makes the point he's like a lot of the women we meet in this business like they're young they're ambitious they're career focused But like he doesn't pass judgment in any way, which I think is nice, as he's just being like, that's just not what they want right now.
0: Oh, I interpret it as a
2: I didn't interpret it as judgment.
0: I interpreted it as a they're not virtuous enough to be a wife and mother. I think
2: that's Ian projecting his expectations from a fifties movie on that. Because that's not the way they that's not the way (laughs) they set it up and they frame it. And like there is the whole thing where it is like Two straight couples getting together by the end of the movie. Like, yes, it's still a '50s movie, but I think Lola's right in that. Like, that discussion is very. It Modern. feels very atypical. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, they reverse that whole progressive part later on in the movie, but we'll get to yeah. that when we get to that. But yeah, yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. I was like, finally, a man being like, you have to have a woman to complete your life. Yeah, it was nice.
2: <laughs> I like nice it. little change, even if it's just for a scene.
0: Yes. And so they're getting ready to go to New York. Apparently, they get this letter from an old,
2: an old pal, in the old army. freckle face. What is it? Freckle face Haynes, the dog faced boy, <laughs> yep. who they later
0: show a picture of. He's not. A He's dog faced boy. At all. I
2: love how in all of these Hollywood movies, anytime they ever call they're anybody ugly, I'm like, they're at least a seven. It's, it's never Hollywood. anybody that, that's ugly <laughs> like, for Hollywood. Actually, Maggie. I know,
1: but it hurts that my self-esteem. Has some genetics. We talk about the. We had Rosemary Clooney, who had you know blue eyes, and then you had Vera Ellen, who had like smaller brown eyes, and then apparently dog face with giant freckles and big old brown
2: eyes. It was just that yeah. family was all over the place. Yeah,
0: they were. But anyway, they, they were going
2: to go see the Haynes sisters and their act because they're doing it for a pal in the army. Cut to we get sisters. to see the Haines sisters interact, which sisters. I like them and I think it's fun. And I actually I was thinking about this this time. How the character of Judy, I really like because she is so ambitious, and she's is like, you Judy? know what, I'm. D-. She's a uh, Vera Ellen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she's like the younger sister. She's like, I'm just gonna do this. Like she, it comes out she's the one who wrote the letter from their brother, asking Wallace and Davis to come see their act because she's like, we we need this. This is good show business. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be big. This is how we do it. Is like we use the connection. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Judy's very ambitious about a lot of things and kind of goes after what she wants, and she's never severely punished for it. Well, because she's hot, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I, that, I feel like that's always, like, a major plot point of every movie. It's, like, this very attractive
2: person does something, and, like, the person's like, hey, how dare you? And they're like, wow. Well, it used to be in a lot of mm-hmm. older movies that any woman that was at all at all ambitious got to punished for it at some point oh yes but
0: he's code love it yep and except we don't and extra
2: hot judy and her sister betty do have a fight at one point but it never like it's not like a severe like
0: yeah everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. fine but that leads to the okay one the sisters act which i thought Loud. was
1: yeah, the <laughs>
0: oh my goodness
1: and my sister.
0: <laughs> that's the burlesque version <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little soul in it <laughs> But this is like such, so of the period to have the fans and the lace top dress. I love it though. And it was so the much costuming. fun.
2: The costuming is amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Done by the great Edith Head.
0: Oh, Edie. <laughs>
2: you don't even know I what don't... I'm talking about, do you? Edith
0: Head? I do. She was the inspiration for the... For in- Edna Mode. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Because she won eight Oscars for costume design, was nominated for I think 35 and There was like a period of like twenty years where she received a nomination every single year. Jeez. Like she's absolutely amazing.
0: Like I knew she was prolific and yeah. celebrated for it. Yeah, but, but did she did the costumes know. for this
2: movie, and once I like never realized that until I was like reading up on it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, so she's much so sense. Good. Yeah.
0: I love how awkward the interaction between the sisters and the two guys are because
2: Danny Kaye saw that Bing was interested in Rosemary and Clooney's character Betty, it. and he was like.
0: That's 45 t- minutes. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so when they come to the table, he's like, why don't we sit, boy, girl, boy, girl? And then he's like, there's the moment where he looks at Rosemary Clooney and's is like, are you interested in having kids? And her response is like, I suppose. And he's like, wow, isn't that refreshing? A woman in showbiz who wants to have kids like glaring at Bing and everybody else is like, that's not what she said.
0: Awkward is what that was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like and- when your friend tries to set you up and finds every like thing that could maybe be good about that one person and they're like they don't murder animals no, on a daily basis and girl you're like,
2: oh, just I, every once just, in a while okay. i have i have a story to tell you after the podcast actually was the perfect example of this but <laughs> i won't share it on podcast
0: yeah so it was super awkward that first introduction but it's okay because now we get some dancing scenes and <laughs> some wonderful like comedy of era ish stuff going on where the two dancing are like oh look at how great being in
2: Rosemary are getting, getting along. They are not getting along. They literally cheers at the end because Rosemary Clooney looks at Dean Crosby in a lovely bit of very heavy-handed foreshadowing that I'm actually all about and it's like I don't think we're ever going to see each other again so I don't see what's like the point in fighting. And he's like, "No, you're right." And so they cheers to it and then Danny Kaye and Vera Ellen are like, "Oh my god, we're practically in-laws." <laughs> and then they go dance. And they have a scene very that I seemed
0: that which is dancing. gorgeous. I love calling that the pole dancing scene.
1: Yes, they do pole dance. But, Very risque,
0: but not in the way that <laughs> they're
2: balleting
1: around like poles on a bridge.
0: <laughs> exactly, which that pole is was definitely
1: greased, though, for them to be able to spin that quickly. You sure? Yeah, watch it so again. Sure. Yeah, how, how, it was, have it was you ever tried to spin. spin
2: around like a just normal pole that wasn't meant to be spun around? Surprisingly, um, on a no. daily basis. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the tap it's dancing do. on an upturned boat was also. It's really good. Great. I mean, it's
2: it's a, a fun dancing wince. I really yes. like that dancing sequence
0: well and this is the one where it's like anything is possible what, what was the uh, song in this i point? can't
2: remember what it's called but it's like the best things happen when you're dancing yes. Things yeah. that you would not do at home sorry that's really why home. i
0: was thinking everything is possible i got the but... tune
2: so wrong on that one, everything I is possible
0: <laughs> okay no we're not going there
1: we <laughs> talk about oscar winners let's watch
2: Lego <laughs> but movie. this is when rosemary clooney comes That'd out and gets them and explains to danny kate that uh their landlord claimed that they burned a hole in the carpet. I like that it's never fully resolved I'm whether or sure not did. they actually did it.
0: But this is again. But she's
2: like but they're hot, so they accept them at face value <laughs> basically. <laughs> but um they are saying like so he's after us for the money. We don't have the money. We snuck our bags out of our room and he's like, "Oh, that's not good." Um and gives them the train tickets. His and Bing's train tickets for just, New York. Why? Dun- because he really wants those 45 minutes
0: uh, But still. Because but when, still.
2: They, when they ask him why, he just goes, 45 minutes all to myself. And they're like, <laughs> what? And he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, we got you covered. And then we get one of the most delightful scenes in the movie, oh, which is... Uh,
0: what, did, how, what did I write?
2: Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye doing the sister's number. Mm-hmm. And I love that segment because it's very funny. And it is so clear that they are both having such a ball doing it yeah. Yes.
0: i was like oh i love this it's shitty drag it's so good
2: <laughs> i love a winged
1: liner on they, like, that they, was put, on, make they put on
2: wings liner they have the sashes tied around their waist they have the clips in their hair the
0: hiked up pants. they have their
2: pants. yeah i love that they roll up their pants so you can see like their socks and like the little yeah. sock garters but like they definitely didn't need to do that i just
0: it just makes it more They didn't absurd. need to do it makes any it so of so
2: funny. No, but it makes it so funny and yeah. just so much fun. They didn't need
0: to go so hard, but I'm here for it.
2: I yeah. love it. <laughs> they walked so
1: other people could run. <laughs> um, what I liked about it was that they actually filmed that scene twice with, well, they probably filmed it a lot of times, yeah. but they had another perfect cut where they didn't laugh, but when they were editing, they liked the laughter Aww. one more, which I think was a good call because- yeah.
2: I think it kind of adds to, like, the heart of, like, oh, they're
1: mm-hmm. having fun. It really, it
2: really does, like, make them seem like actual friends. Because, like, there's, like, a little, you know, we just had kind of the slightly contentious conversation where Bing's, like, mm-hmm. stop trying to set me up with every woman we come in contact with. And Danny Kaye's, like, but I want 45 minutes all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, a nice, like, we get to see the, the friendship. We do. Which is we really do. nice.
0: And then they hightail it out of there. Because apparently the uh, police and the landlord are both yep. there.
2: And they get on the train. And uh, do they have tickets?
0: They do not. And it's 97 goddamn dollars to get to New York.
2: From Florida. They're in Florida.
0: But that's a lot of money at that time.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: But they're in well, they Davis. Yeah, they already talked about how the tickets were sold out and how difficult they were to get. Yeah. So I loved how they were talking about that. And then like the cart that people didn't have tickets for was like completely empty and i was like well if it was such a high demand train ride
0: yeah but who wants to stay up in the club car while you could have a wonderful comfy bunk Mm. yes
2: because as they're walking into the club car to sit up all night uh they accidentally knock into the door of what would have been their drawing room and we get a brief glimpse of the haynes sisters and then they're in the car like the dining car Bing Crosby is so mad at Danny Kaye. And he's like, that was our...
0: How could you do this to or, he's me? He's like,
2: where... Uh, he says something about their sleeping car. And he's like, and there's two blondes. And then he like, realizes who it was. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this to me. And then he gives this <laughs> whole speech about like, if he goes in there and he sees the Haynes sisters, he's gonna... And then they both have walked into the club car to like immediately start thanking him. And they're like, Phil told us it was your idea. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, f- of course. And then and they, perfectly, like a they perfectly harmonize.
0: Well, yeah, because they're do. professional They're all entertainers.
1: entertainers. <laughs> they they build snow mountains. They out sing of
2: snow. The song that Ian and Lola hate, but Maggie I don't likes. hate it. I like it. it. I think it's stupid. I thought it was I like
0: weird it. because snow is not that great. Well, but... <laughs> I think
2: I think that's like I feel the same way. And when I was a kid, I was always like, I want a white Christmas every year. And no. then I have since had to walk to like no, classes no. in the snow or like walked to work in the snow, and I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> I just
1: I always like snow because you're so jazzed like the first time it snows and then, then eventually have to it turns go in that stuff. weird dirt yeah like gross snow oh, and you're yeah. like
2: nah, I'm good I love snow if I can stay inside with like a warm alcoholic beverage and Netflix but the minute I have to go out in it I'm like no I hate this I'm oh wasn't that
1: the new version of Baby It's Cold Outside warm alcoholic beverage <laughs> <laughs> Netflix. and Netflix. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because yeah, I'm like, oh, they're they're excited to shovel snow. They're excited to be in snow. They're excited to see snow. I don't
2: but this it. also sets snow. up them actually going to Vermont it because does. the sisters it does. have booked a gig in Vermont. Wallace and Davis are supposed to go to New York, and uh, Bing gets talked into going to Vermont because of he has the hots for snow. Rosemary Clooney, and um, because oh yes, well, well they perfectly is, yeah. harmonized. Yeah. Yes, so it, course, a, that's true love. That's
1: heaven. basically like a blood pack. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So if anyway, you let's perfectly do blood Harmonize blood with harmonized. somebody. <laughs>
0: Snow. Snow. (laughs) That was not
2: it. (laughs) Anyway.
0: (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad. But we get to Vermont and...
2: (laughs) Where's the snow?
0: It's not there. Apparently it was 68 degrees the day before, which I'm kind of like, oh.
2: Okay, which feels weird for Vermont, but I'm like, that happens here in Georgia all the time in the winter.
0: Yeah, but Vermont's like more northerly than New York City. I I
2: guess they were in a heat wave. Yeah. Ian knows geography.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs>
1: yeah, for it to be, like, not even cold there and, like, people were just out in sweaters, I feel like it was unrealistic, but that's fine. Honestly,
0: I was thinking, like, global warming much, but... <laughs> I
1: know. They were making a statement back then. Yeah, oh so right now in Vermont, y'all, it's 8 degrees. No. I refuse to believe
2: that it was 68 there. It's okay. It is... We needed it for plot. Um, And that's when they go to the inn and we get... First, the introduction of Emma, the housekeeper at the inn, who I love She's Ratchety. She's
0: probably I my favorite supporting character in this film. I love Emma.
2: But she tells the Haines sisters, we're not going to be able to use you. There's basically no one here because it's 68 degrees and there's no snow. And it's a ski lodge. Yeah, and it's a ski lodge. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, we'll pay you half salary. And then, as they're all talking about it, General Waverly comes in carrying firewood. And Look I...
0: cute and old. And blue haired. Well,
2: yeah, I I love the the reactions from Bing and Danny K because they like immediately snap back into like their army stuff, like mm-hmm. they drop their suitcases and salute, and there's like kind of like an awkward exchange with the general where he's like at ease and everything, but it's like also really sweet. But then Danny K is like the general, a janitor, and he's like, it's worse than that. I own this place. <laughs>
1: Which is so weird that he was so embarrassed to own it.
2: I know. I was like, "That's." And he's like, "A landlord." I was like, "I don't understand why this is weird." I'd be like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! You like bought an inn and retired."
1: Yeah.
0: Well, right? it's not so it doing it.
1: masculinity <laughs> in the sixties, 60s, fifties. <laughs>
0: You have beautiful jingles tonight. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> she watched
2: a musical. This is what happened. I, I have watched a lot of. Musicals. Welcome to Who our very special musical hours? episode of the Best Pictures <laughs> 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 <Best laughs> <Ministers laughs> Podcast.
0: Oh my goodness! So keep me honest here, but I know there's some scenes that happen, and then all of a sudden they're like, "We're bringing the show here."
2: You have the scene at dinner where like the Hane sisters are doing their sisters act, and there's like oh, nobody right. in the restaurant. It's so sad. Um. Wallace and Davis are at a table and you, like, see the general, like, with the menus, like, being a waiter. But he mm-hmm. seems very, like, ill at ease and, like, a little uncomfortable. And that's when they're talking. They're like, surely there's something we can do because Emma has let slip that the inn's not doing well and that he kind of sunk everything into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it's a beautiful inn. It was, like, what, an old mill or something and, like, a barn that he made into this beautiful inn. Yeah, and
0: they put this, like, gorgeous but also, like, out of place mid-century fireplace thing in the middle of it. And I'm like, I love it. I want it and it's absolutely beautiful house. but Not they
2: really. but that's when they're like what can we do to like help and then i think it's judy says something or she's like what if you just brought in like a couple of really dynamite entertainers like wallace and davis and danny k is <laughs> like no honey they're they're too big you could never get them oh wait hold on that's us <laughs> and that's when they decide to like bring the show up
0: yes but one of my favorite interactions between Emma and uh, Bing here is Bing is calling on the phone. is like, hey, I need to call New York. We're going to do this, this, he, like, this. He's like, calls manager.
2: I like this, though, for his character because they set up earlier that he's, like, such a workaholic. But they've mm-hmm. also, like, made sure that we know that he's a workaholic and he's driven. But he's also, like, super nice and, like, great to his cast and everything. Because he's saying, like, I know it's the holidays. Bring everyone you can up here. Extra week of pay. Extra week of pay. Like... And Danny Kaye's over there, like, what's this going to cost us? What's this going to cost us? And what is it, right between ouch and boing? Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> and you get Emma that comes in, and is like, oh, that's so nice, and oh, what the, how are you doing this? And because she was like, listening on you know? the
2: because she was listening on the phone Literally. like any self-respecting exactly. housekeeper would.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna like this this character. They do a, a nice lot. job
2: though of setting like comedic stuff like that up, and then using it later differently. Yes, because it sets up that Emma listens to your phone calls. <laughs>
0: All the time. It's a key. What's the word?
2: Plot complication.
0: (laughs) Plot complication. Dramatic irony. Yeah. Yeah, that later on. So we'll get there. But I was extremely impressed by the scale of all of this show that they were trying to bring up here. Did not fully appreciate how much they actually were thinking they were going to bring.
1: Yeah, but I'm here what for What does it. it all have to do with each other, though? That's it doesn't. It's just like it's me. a it's a review.
2: Number. It's like a musical it's just, review.
1: Oh, okay. So they're not. It's yeah. not like a full. See, this is where I was confused. Was that I thought it was like a full like play, and I was oh, like, no. none yeah. of these numbers have anything to do. They're talking about Mandy and one, and then the next one, they're it's talking it's a cabaret, about. basically. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. makes sense now.
0: But not a burlesque.
1: Not burlesque, unfortunately. <laughs> the times did not. Somebody do that, that remake. <laughs>
0: sister
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll just have uh christina aguilera and uh share get together again but oh christmas God. themed <laughs> instead of i would watch of, that movie oh, it. Um, it's on netflix now in case anyone was curious um, <laughs> but no like just instead of you know the stockings it's just jingle bells everywhere and then you know instead of being like cute little pinup outfits it's just antler horns and snow whipped cream boobies
0: why do i feel like lola has thought about this more than i would like to know
1: (laughs) i had a friend in college that made me watch burlesque a lot like
2: a lot and like you're, at least and you're what
0: drawing I mean. on your vast christmas movie experience yes to exactly he's like
2: how do i combine my two expertise <laughs> yeah i really want to make my life something i love and that is through christmas movies and <laughs> burlesque, burlesque. <laughs> but not like burlesque is like an art form like burlesque yeah. the movie yes yeah, specifically
1: <laughs> the <laughs> the that movie. I, I don't want it to be tacky like showgirls, but like I need it to be very high class, like burlesque. Right? Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Christmas.
2: Gotta have standards.
1: Burlesque. <laughs> oh, <my>. Anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: That stays in. All of that stays in. <laughs>
1: Anyway, much like not a burlesque show.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a musical review. The rest of the movie up until the finale is kind of like cut with the musical numbers mm-hmm. they're introducing. Um, I think there's a couple key scenes from like this bit that we should talk about. And that is where they do Count Your Blessings. Uh, Rosemary Clooney mm-hmm. and Bing Crosby sing that when Bing Crosby can't sleep. So he goes to like go get some food and some mm-hmm. hot chocolate and then... Vera Ellen badgers Rosemary Clooney into also going to get food and hot chocolate so they I can like that. hang and they bond
1: over liverwurst
2: they're like
0: laughing about it well it's because it's the smorgasbord the Vermont
2: smorgasbord
0: <laughs> smorgasbord
1: of schmaltz
2: I really like that True. scene though because I think it's really nice scene between the two of them I think they both act out really well and are very mm-hmm. charming I think the song's good it's just like it's a very sweet
0: they moment they they do kiss Aww. and then they get
2: interrupted by the general
0: of course they yeah, do yeah well but didn't didn't he like give some not knowing like he winks wink at him? Or, yeah, yeah. 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 Where it's like, oh, you all. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also get some additional background on the general that apparently he I, well, I, I, I don't think it's explicitly said that he is unhappy with what's going on, but it's pretty clear from some of his offhand comments.
2: Well, and obviously the end's not doing well. He explains to Bing that he applied to go back into the army,
0: which I'm like, dude. You always, I mean, what? I mean, but
2: like, that's, you get the sense that like, that's where he felt effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wants to go back and then there's the heartbreaking scene where Bing has the letter because he like picked up the mail or something and mm-hmm. the general's like, well, I don't have my glasses t- with me and I don't, I don't think I can wait. Will you read it to me? And Bing starts to read the letter and the letter basically is, um whoever the general was writing to in Washington that he knew mm-hmm. he kind of sidesteps everything and just kind of starts telling him about like, it's it becomes a personal letter Yeah, and the general picks up on it and he's so, like, you don't have to read it anymore. And I, God, that seems heartbreaking. It
0: is, but it was also like, it was sweet in its own way. Cause it was yes. like, Hey, the, the guy writing the letter was Cares. S- enough to like spare the general's feelings and, uh, well, I still it felt puts up the
1: urgency that they have to really nail the show too, yeah, because yes. he doesn't have that backup plan that I think he was like relying on. Yeah. So I think I mean it's sad, but I think it like puts into perspective it raises, like, how much they needed to do. Yeah,
2: it raises the stakes, and mm-hmm. then it also again gives you an idea of like how, how people really care about General Waverly, and like yes, it's. Again, a very likable scene for him. Mm -hmm. So I, I like the way, particularly the actor playing General Waverly, but in general, the way this movie deals with emotion, I think is very realistic in that like you can always tell what emotion the characters have, but they don't necessarily explicitly talk about it Mm -hmm. unless it's with someone that they are super comfortable with in like a very specific situation. Like I I felt like all of the relationships were very like nuanced and realistic. Like you have the understanding between being in the general that like, Oh, the thing he really wanted didn't happen, but like, they're not going to go into it. They're going to be very like cordial, but supportive about it. You have like the whole bit later where Betty's like crying and has her back to Judy in like their room. And Judy's like just talking to her and she's just not responding and pretending to have gone to sleep because, like, she's hurt and processing her feelings and doesn't know, like, doesn't know how to respond. Like, I, like, all of that just seemed very realistic. Realistic, I thought.
0: Well, and I thought that Judy, like, kind of got it and was eventually like, "Oh, oh, good night."
2: I think she just thought she'd fall asleep because she says, "Like, Betty, honey, are you asleep?" Okay, and then goes,
0: "Yeah, like, but kind of the way she said it, made I'm not sure if she, she did more, or not, but I don't or if know. she
2: just wasn't sure." So.
0: Still, I feel it like we
2: still skipped sweet.
1: over the most important scene of this entire movie by talking about emotions, which is in that montage, and it is the theater,
2: the choreography number, yes, <laughs> the theater, the theater. Like, we can talk That's about emotions, to but like, the theater, yes,
1: the emotions are important.
2: That's the scene
1: more important.
2: What was that, that crazy? That's the scene I referenced in our West Side Story episode where I was like, this whole number reminded me of the choreography number in White Christmas.
0: And I agree.
2: I love it. That outfit. Oh, I, I, loved it. I loved it. So good. Which outfit? The
1: pink one with the little Oh, floofs.
0: yes. And the, like, and tapping pink. there? Yeah. Oh, it's my gosh.
1: insane.
0: She is so good.
1: Well, I love tapping The thing. light pink stocking she was
2: wearing, too. I yeah. really appreciate it. And the
0: bustly little thing.
2: Little floofy floof. <laughs> I that is I th- she's wearing straight up that's bloopers. why I tap dancing is my favorite dancing like it just it seems so much more fun than any other type of dancing and it's like so insane and requires so much skill I what mean, are yes. the other
1: dance numbers they do in that like montage
2: they do that one Mandy and... oh yeah or I think it's called the minstrel show number but it's, they're singing the song Mandy
0: that I enjoyed the comedy of that with Rosemary Clooney and uh, wait is that the one that I'm thinking of where it's the top hats and she's in the really pretty black sequin mm-hmm. dress yeah yeah the comedy there was really great um
2: yeah what else do they do well
1: and that one is that the one that we're introduced to the man that can actually dance yeah
2: <laughs> <And> Vera <laughs> Ellen's dance partner yeah yeah the thought...
1: inexplicable man
2: I think it's mostly those there's those two and then you get to see like bits and pieces of them rehearsing mm-hmm. and I like the way because I think even I had talked about this earlier in reference to like musical review movie cuz this is really a musical movie about a musical review in yes. some ways or like the musical review require I guess it's more of like it's the means to an end for the actual plot
0: mm-hmm.
2: but um you know like ziegfeld which was very much like had uh, the musical review interspersed American in Paris which feels a lot musical... like a musical review
0: <laughs> not American in Paris Zigfeld follies that was Yeah like I guess American in Paris ziegfeld. like
2: technically had another plot but they didn't do it well but like I feel like this movie was something that took kind of like that type of movie, but did it well by making it a little bit more of the background. And then every time they have like they would have the dance number for the rehearsal that was like in the full costume and makeup. But you also get just like bits of random rehearsal. And Mm -hmm. every time you get one of those scenes, there's like important character stuff that happens.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. I was comparing it to Family Guy earlier where it'd be like, here's the plot. Oh, hey, random song now. All right. Here's more of the plot. Here's a random song, and it makes more sense now that you've explained it. And it makes it less like Family Guy. So thank you. I'm
2: happy. I'm, really I'm happy to, to make that. things less like Family Guy. <laughs> that is a goal, right? Yeah, yeah. One would hope. <laughs>
0: um. So I think the book and on this kind of sequence is really the t- the misperception by the housekeeper about the television piece. Yes. So it's being... the Ed
2: Harrison show. Exactly. Ed Harrison was an old pal from the army served under general waverly and bing's idea is because we now have the urgency of like we have to basically do something great with this show for this inn for the general is he's gonna go on and like put out a plea to anyone who served under general waverly come see the show at the inn give him the best christmas present in the world Mm -hmm. and emma only hears pieces of this conversation and she only hears ed harrison who's who's like we could film the show from there like we could use this angle and basically the way he frames it is kind of being like oh this poor sad general look how sad he is don't Mm -hmm. you feel bad for him and she's like oh my god that would crush him so then she gets mad she tells betty
0: betty's pissed she's like the moral did you notice
2: though when emma's explaining it to betty she's like i heard i heard bob wallace himself say it and they were saying he's going to make two hundred thousand dollars off of this. Ed Harrison said you might make a hundred thousand. Emma never hears Bing say a word.
0: Like,
2: <laughs> I love how immediately it is out of proportion well, and wrong.
0: That's the self-respecting housekeeper that steams open people's letters. And oh yeah, on the phone. <laughs>
1: she did this she caused all the drama Mm
2: -hmm.
0: she did it was drama
1: it could have been resolved by rosemary clooney just being like i'm mad at you because you're going to profit off of this poor man's suffering but instead she does the typical movie thing where
2: she just acts real grumpy they kind of the way they've set up her character i was gonna say though the way they set up her character makes it more believable as to like that is how her character would react because like she's described as like guarded like her whole thing was that she was very hurt
0: stoic yes when she was hurt
2: that earlier in the movie Bing thought Judy was playing an angle like that is kind of like her whole thing so it makes more sense I mean it still frustrates the hell out of me Mm -hmm. but it makes more sense from like a character standpoint to me that I'm like okay it's believable that that's how she would handle the situation because she's mad at Bing Judy and phil are like oh no what's happening we have to continue to butt in and get these two together (laughs) and this is where you get
0: some really good physical comedy every single
2: person misreads betty's emotions and misreads the situation because
0: poor betty judy's
2: like she's she's not feeling well she's mad because she's in love you guys (laughs) (laughs) but she's like she won't be in love because it's all about judy right she's like she's not going to like actually go for it because she's worried about me obviously so i need to like do something like get engaged week week, weak, content. which i actually kind of love that feed because she's like basically laying it out for phil and is like but it has to be someone believable and he's like yeah well of course and she's like he'd have to be like talented and like successful and he's like you're never gonna find a guy like that around here like i'm sorry but you just
0: (laughs) i mean this is the second time he's done that and then she does
2: the don't be so modest but i i kind of exactly
0: superman but most importantly available i
2: feel like i i don't know i kind of that's me at the bars yes i love that you're not superman but you're awfully available (laughs) but i like the idea that Judy's like i know what i want and i'm going for it unabashedly
0: That is delightful. And he's just like, do we have to kiss? No, no, we don't have to kiss. Unless
2: it's absolutely necessary.
0: (laughs) And the like, we don't have to announce it unless it's absolutely necessary. But I like that he's
2: like, I'm the kind of person who will like 100% push my best friend to do it. But when it comes to like me in a relationship myself, I'm kind of scared.
0: I can't do it. I mean, it's funny, but yeah, I would not be able to do that. It's
2: a a lovely comedic moment, I think, between those two.
0: So moving into the back half, of the movie now now we're getting into like all of the seething like tension between betty and bing
2: we get the cast party which
0: is so i love how they set this up though because they have betty and Bing on totally different sides i should say rosemary and Bing. i'm sorry
2: it doesn't matter we can just use Um, it interchangeably
0: on opposite sides of the room (laughs) and i love how um The whole way to get them up and together is to get them dancing and get the music going because everything's possible when when you're you're dancing. dancing. And I love (laughs) that they
2: try multiple times where Phil will ask Betty to dance and Judy will ask Bob to dance.
0: And, and then, then they, they try them.
2: and like switch partners, not subtly at all. And then there's the one guy who keeps trying to cut yeah. in. Yeah. And I like when Phil gets really mad at him. He's like, "Stop it!
0: <laughs> Go
2: away."
1: There's always that one guy, right? Though, like yeah. I feel like in all of those movies, there's
2: this one guy that's like, <laughs> and "It's just
0: that physical comedy." There, though, I did not expect that. But this is another scene that kind of hammers it home. Yeah, it's so a I'm very funny.
2: It. It's a very funny movie. There, I. I feel like that's why I really like this movie is because it has some insanely heartfelt moments Mm -hmm. and it also has some insanely funny moments like it is it is the movie that will make you laugh it will make you cry yes
0: so apparently it is absolutely necessary because they both go back to their corners and the engagement is announced and oh my god everybody's excited champagne let's do it
1: in their coupe glasses (laughs) oh yes the boobies
0: (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's very odd. Today. I feel like every
2: time we get low on this podcast, there's a lot of boobs talk.
1: There is a lot of boobs talk, and I swear I'm not normally la- talk about boobs that much. But I mean, in my defense, you did make me watch Die Hard. I was gonna say, I was gonna
2: say, well, with both Die Hard and Jaws, there is like gratuitous nudity. Is okay, not gratuit It's not gratuitous. Watch some the more seventies film. But anyway, in your defense, in two of the movies, it's because like there was actually some nudity, but there was not in this one. I didn't think this is one where it would happen, but it has apparently. Well, the
0: glass—it's because they had champagne.
1: We just always, uh, since we have those glasses, we always talk about how those glasses look like boobs, and because they're (laughs) also called Venus bosoms. Is the other their coupes or Venus bosom?
0: Wait, seriously? Yeah. Yeah,
1: and so that's why I'm always like booby glasses because you know. So anyway, that's what they choose with. And it made me proud that that has come back into style. <laughs>
2: okay. Yep. Cool. We're
0: glad you're proud. Um,
2: but Rosemary Clooney does not react super well to the engagement and clearly mixture of emotions. Sad that they're breaking up the sister act. She obviously has also lost... Faith in the guy she was kinda crushing yeah. on. They have this so. really
0: awkward like trade off where it's Rosemary says congratulations and then kinda pieces out and then Bing says congratulations and pieces out and it's I'm just like the tension. Well because well what
2: happens is, is Rosemary Clooney congratulates them, is clearly working through some emotional stuff, goes off to the kitchen to be like, Oh, I'll help Emma with the champagne Bing goes over there, congratulates them, they're like, Go after her and we as an audience are like, Don't
0: You should No, this it. is
2: this is not the best time. And he's like, okay, I'll go after her. And then it was not the best It was not the best time.
0: <laughs> it was the best of times, but mostly the worst of times. It was the worst of times <laughs> and the worst of times. <laughs> so very clear, clearly the next day, she's like, I'm out. I'm in New York. I booked a gig. See ya. Yeah.
2: She pieces out. He sees her at the train station. He's very confused.
0: But her show in New York? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Talk about Oh, also, up.
2: though, Bing finds out at this point that the engagement's a sham. Because Judy and Phil are finally like, but we thought this would work. And he's like, you're both idiots. You should both be ashamed of yourself. I have to go to New York. Think about what you've done.
0: <laughs> but he's in New York at the Carousel Club. Mm-hmm. which who Because comes he, up with this spices? is when
2: he's going to go on the ed harrison it, yes. show and like make the plea to get
0: everyone to the why end. do i want to say ed sullivan show because, because that's, that's who
2: that's what it was actually like the... that's what it's
0: okay spoofing
1: can we have a, a brief intermission and talk about how, were, were these kind of clubs typical back then because i feel like this is something i see in movies all the time but like dinner with a show is just not something that we have anymore
2: I'm gonna say yes, but it's gonna be based mostly on movie knowledge, honestly. Like I think you would you would have like a floor show at a club.
1: But like what kind of club?
2: It would be like you'd go and you'd have like dinner drinks, there was usually a dance floor, you'd have a band playing, and then you'd have like acts that would just entertain people. See that sounds
1: fun. I wish that. I know, it sounds a lot more
2: fun than like being in a super crowded bar. Being like unable to actually get to the bar because it's like too crowded with like EDM blasting in do, your ears. Do,
1: do, do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. Yeah, I was just curious because I feel
2: like you. you like, I'm gonna say yes, but again, it's I'm, mostly what movies have told me. Yeah,
1: please, someone comment on this. Yeah, somebody, and let please us know like email us exist. in, tweet
2: us, be like, oh yeah, especially let us know if any of these still exist, and especially let us know if any of these exist in Atlanta. Yeah. Yes, because honestly, I, wanna go. I would travel. I would
1: travel for this experience.
0: Whether or not supper clubs were a thing, I think this was a fabulous number and a step up from what she was doing with her sister.
1: It's my least favorite number <gasps> in the
2: movie. Really?
1: I agree with that. No, that's mm. not true. Snow, but then this one, yeah.
2: it's. I think oh. it's because like, like I did say the beginning, I think in general, the movie is paced very well, but it is a long movie. So by the time we hit there, I'm like, I don't need the full song and it's a very slow song And I just want to see everybody be happy again. And I want to see our finale. (laughs) Could you imagine being at dinner? Like you just got engaged or like you're at a nice
1: date and this woman's up there singing about like a man scorning her. And you're like, oh, honey, are you okay? Like, do we need to get you a tissue? The answer (laughs)
0: is (laughs) no. She is not. But she's looking fabulous regardless. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Odd odd song considering like the other ones that fly at those kind of like supper clubs are like, you know. The ones where they're doing sisters and, like, the guy's, like, fun, upbeat. A little that's more probably, peppy. Yeah, and then it's like,
0: lover, get away from me. But it, the, the Carousel Club had that vibe about it.
2: Did it? Heartbreak. With the, like,
0: the kind of pinkish-reddish everything.
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: Goth. I don't know. I Bing is did. there.
2: She, like, goes and talks to him. They, like, kind of seem like they might be going to make up because he's also like, <laughs> by the way. Your sister, my best friend, complete idiots, totally lied to us. So like, you're good. You can come back. And then Ed Harrison shows up, and it's like she's kind of reminded of the whole TV mm. thing. And so then she's like cold again.
0: Hardcore. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so he's on the show. He does oh, the we little... get
2: some beautiful comedy, too. Because. Oh, yeah. Back the general the, loves yes. the, Ed, the Ed Harrison show. Oh. And so everyone has now been clued in. And their one instruction is... You don't, don't let, let the general near the TV between this time and this time because that's when I'm going to be on. And so Danny Kaye pretends to have fallen down the stairs and broken his leg. This, and he keeps coming again, up with really the dramatic physical reason. comedy.
0: He's like, "Oh, walk me around the barn one more time." It's getting the better. general's like, "We should
2: call a doctor." And he's like, "No."
1: <laughs> well, he keeps making it. He's like, "It's only a." Hemorrhaging of my
2: leg. It's only a muscle hemorrhage. It's only a compound, compound a fracture. A little compound fracture.
0: <laughs> I'm like, do you even know what you're talking about? No, no. But I love it. It's hilarious. He's an
1: entertainer.
2: He's I also don't know why it always cracks me up, but his like bright mustard-colored socks <laughs> that you can see always. Well, make they always me match giggle. his pants too. Yeah, the tonal which is dressing. Yeah, but Bing gives his little song. It's the like little general song. That's basically like two and three-star generals who came home after the war. Mm-hmm. Like.
0: What did they do? What did
2: they do? What was there for them? They opened an inn. They opened an inn, and then all he, of them. He makes
0: I've the plea. Seen one of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not doing well. There's two. It's there's such too a
0: crowded
1: market. <laughs> 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 Instead of there's no room at the end, there are too many <laughs> are rooms two
0: many at the <laughs> end. <laughs> it's supply and demand, people. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it is a really sad song. Yeah, it's really sweet. He makes the plea, and then it cuts <laughs> to just that train station, just packed with people and it's super heartwarming and I like that there's the guy who has the MP badge on his arm who's like directing everybody.
0: It's uh it's everybody stepping back into their old roles.
2: Yeah. It's really cute. And you just get like people like running into each other and they're excited to see each other. And I love the scene. This is the first time This is the suit scene. The suit scene. Oh my goodness. This is the first time I cry. Actually I pretty much start crying in this scene and then I cry for the next little bit.
0: Because Emma and the General's granddaughter Susan. are working on getting him into uniform yes. without him knowing it. And so, so it's like, his suits are gone. He's and like, he why I did rate. you send
2: all of my suits to the cleaners? And Emma's like, you only have two. And then she, <laughs> she does the whole thing. She's like, okay. He's like, well, then I won't go. And she's like, okay, fine. Then it's not like they've done anything for us. It's not like they like helped us out a lot. Master of manipulation. Know. And then I, this is what always like gets me is Emma and Susan go downstairs. Betty's back. And then Emma, or no, Susan turns and sees, and you just see her reaction. And then it's her grandfather at the top of the stairs standing as tall as we've seen him basically mm-hmm. stand the entire movie in his dress uniform. And like she tears up, and I tear up. And it's like a really sweet moment with like oh. the two of them when she like takes his army, like walks her in, and they enter the dining room, which is filled with like all of the guys in uniform and he looks like he's gonna cry and i'm about to cry right now like and talking about it They've got the 10th Giant anniversary take. So it's, That's what makes Ian Maggie cry is crying cake. right now.
0: It's so pretty, but it's, no.
2: <laughs> and then well, and then here's the bit that like always super super gets me because note by this time I am already crying. You're like about to cry right now, uh, and, and yes. it's
0: about to make me. I'm a contact crier. I don't know if you know this,
2: <laughs> and it's when starting on the stage they come out and they start singing the the I song do. again from the beginning The wolf will follow the old man wherever he wants to go and it's just it's so really sweet. beautiful and so sweet and
0: you know what i love they did there too it was it's in the beginning it started with the backdrop as christmas and it's, now it's the backdrop, the backdrop, backdrop the that war. looks like, totally like flipped what
2: the the backdrop looks like the busted up buildings right. from the map i'm sure it's the same map painting
0: well, regardless, I yeah, love that they did that because it's, it's like, so sweet. you've come full circle.
2: And then he, I love when they do the inspection.
0: <laughs> and he's like, you know, good, rowdy, undisciplined, all that. And then he's like, I couldn't think of a better, what was it, a better group uh. of... I should No, he says down. something he's like and
2: it's the be- the most beautiful thing I've ever seen or something like that yeah it's just it's really great and by this point I'm full sobbing and then he goes <laughs> and blows out the candles and the cake and then we get the like musical gee I reviews. wish I was in the army yeah
0: <laughs> which this was a oh, hurry. here's
1: the reversal of uh all the progress they made at the beginning. The only reason the women missed
2: the armies because there's hot guys there. all you have to do is name what is it the age the, the weight the size,
1: yeah, I was like, really, why? like <laughs> it's just like that went that was like one of those seeds that just was aged so poorly in my yeah. mind. It was just like because it was super cute, like when they were talking about you know three square meals a day and you don't have to pay. I was like, yeah. Cool. Like, I would have totally missed that. And then the women come in and they're like, boys. Yeah. And
2: more boys. (laughs) It's the only reason they get...
1: (laughs) Well, it's like the... It's the stereotypical, like, why did women go to college? Oh, to get MRS degrees. I guess that's why they joined the army to meet men and... I don't know.
0: Because that's obviously the easiest way to do it. Mulan. What?
1: (laughs) Well, she joins the army and then meets a man.
0: Oh, That's...
1: See... Mulan should have been singing that song number because that's what she did. Oh, I
2: feel like hers was an accident. Though. That's not why she was in the military. I don't know. You don't know her motives. I'm pretty don't sure wait, it was that I have to. It, yeah, I was going to say. I'm pretty sure she clearly stated she didn't want her injured father to go to war and die. I don't know. Very convenient that it was right after she was not suitable for marriage. <laughs> it's just under the guise. <laughs>
0: suspicions it's okay a- you should have been there the corner. time we watched high school Musical
2: and then went through the entire thing about how zach afron's character is symbolic of the patriarchy yeah
0: oh i want to hear this diatribe it's the the okay
1: we'll thing. do it as yeah.
0: special i'm excited <laughs>
1: but no uh the i feel like everyone has an angle even mulan so that's <laughs> just
2: that's where i'm gonna end that point
0: okay well then snow happens
2: yep snow does happen it starts snowing And we get White Christmas again, but it's in this, like, huge elaborate stage production with all these ballerina children and, like, a little choir. And we glossed over this earlier, but in the Count Your Blessings scene, there's this whole thing. And I actually kind of like this conversation where, like, uh, Rosemary and Clooney's character is basically being like, you're my white knight. And being like, oh, you gotta be real careful putting those knights up on horses, because they can fall off really easy. And I kind of like the idea where it's like... I know, well, that's why I'm mentioning it. But... I liked that conversation between the two of them because it's kind of, he's kind of like, people are people.
0: <laughs> Don't <laughs> put that, that on me, remember. Well,
2: and then it happens where he, like, falls off the horse, and uh-huh. I think he, like, makes an allusion to her. He's like, this knight's not exactly sure why he fell off the horse, but, like, I'm sorry. And then they make out behind the tree. Yeah, they make out behind the tree, and for her, her <laughs> so gift subtle. to him, she gives him a white knight figurine. On a horse. Yeah. In the middle of the stage And show. then... It's fine. Then, Where did all the makeup? I know, behind go? the Christmas tree. And then uh, Phil and Judy are like, what are you doing? Oh, we'll do it too. <laughs> yep. Everybody just starts <laughs> so making much. out behind I the tree. I was always like, wait, engagement was fake, but engagement's still on?
0: Yeah, or? I don't
2: know. I'm guessing, you know what? I'm going to say that they were like, you know, you the engagement was fake. We shouldn't have been engaged, but we can relationship.
1: Or we can just make out behind a tree that for Christmas because we're lonely. That's, that, that's a <laughs> also <relationship>. an option. <laughs> <A> specific, <laughs> kind. also an option. Apparently, uh, they did this scene, and then the King and Queen of Greece wanted to see that full scene again, and they had to reperform it. For
0: I'm the sorry, king and- what?
1: Yeah, so that whole like big singing one. Well, Bing Crosby being Bing Crosby uh, said, no, nah, I'm going to go golf. And so they did that whole scene for the King and Queen of Greece.
0: Minus Bing Crosby. Minus
1: Bing Crosby. Yeah.
2: Like the whole like singing with the kids and the baby I ballerinas. I don't know what stuff. I like more. The fact that the King and Queen of Greece were like, again, or that Bing Crosby was like, Nope. <laughs> i don't know who i respect more in that situation i just like you can tell that like this was like him at like sort of the not tail end of his career but oh he was the peak he's 51 when this is filmed. this is no this is like height height of his fame and stuff because he's been doing the road to whatever movies Mm -hmm. with bob hope he's huge he can do kind of whatever he wants He was like, well, I made my that. money,
1: I'm out, bye. Yeah. But yeah, so I always like imagining just this whole scene without being Crosby, <laughs> that whole song, because it doesn't make sense. Like, who dances with the people? and
0: That other random dancer, dude.
1: Oh, you're right. He does feel whatever <laughs> whenever, <laughs> <laughs> whenever exactly. other people can. not He, did, You know, he could have just like popped out of like one of the presents under the tree, much like he did a cannon <laughs> during the theater.
0: Exactly. Number. Like the ballerina did from under the tree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah well exactly just instead of just being a little girl it's him <laughs> and the little girl which
2: might be weird but like different might times be- they'll come out of the tree at
0: different times <laughs> why were they in the tree to begin
2: with but anyway that's our happy ending singing white christmas and with they the open snow. up the
0: barn doors to the snow which i'm like that's really fucking cold and the why? whole audience
2: sings along because christmas spirit ian
0: it'll keep us warm yeah,
2: exactly. no no you know it'll keep us warm Soap flakes. Christmas spirits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no ice.
2: ice ha- hot chocolate with Baileys. <laughs>
1: mm. Warm alcohol and someone to cuddle.
0: Or a cat to cuddle.
1: Yeah, that's all we need, right?
0: So yeah, this is the first time I've seen white Christmas because I am an
2: uncultured, uncultured swine. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, well.
0: So I really enjoyed it. I
2: knew you would. I was like, this is right up Ian's sweet. alley. That's why, because we did have a little trouble scheduling early on which I'm so happy we're able to like get together and like record in person and everything because um there was travel to work around I'm was very insistent that Ian needed to be involved in the episode because it is a cultural touchstone for a lot of people and I was also like it is a movie that I think you will like and that you need to see
0: I did need to see it
2: so I think we can safely say we would recommend this movie yeah
0: it's heartwarming
1: no I like it because there aren't that many like good Mute. well, I'm sorry. I really like Christmas movies. So it's really tough to put this on like the top of my Christmas movie list. But I feel like it is one that you need to see because you really don't get to see those like classic actors that you name, recognize like Rosemary Clooney and Bing Crosby. Like you don't get to see them in a variety of roles. And at least this is some variety of what they normally do-ish.
2: I think it... It's a very nice balance of several different genres. Yes. And I think it's just, I don't know, it's able to do them all pretty well. And it's just, it's really heartwarming and it's fun. And like, it is schmaltzy, but like, that's kind of... That's Christmas. What, yeah, that's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you need this season.
0: But it's really well made. Yes. And the writing is snappy. Mm-hmm. And you get these beautiful, like, self-referential moments where it's like, this is great so kind of like what you said maggie with the knight on the horse yeah they do that multiple times and i really i don't know i just really appreciated that it was sorry lola not a bad christmas movie
1: (laughs) no i like all my favorite christmas (laughs) it wasn't a christmas prince three well you haven't even watched that none of us have you don't know but
0: hey i'm not wrong they're not the same movie
1: I will say my. Favorite, I don't know. I haven't seen My <laughs> favorite <laughs> Christmas movie this year is Noel. It's on Disney Plus. I highly recommend it. Um, it's no musical. Now I'm thinking about like musical Christmas movies, and um, there aren't that many. So, I do. Yeah, you're thinking about it, and like you really can't think really of are. any. There's, holiday, there's one, holiday
2: Inn and I would count Meet Me in St. Louis or Meet Me in St. Louis, but they say St. Louis in the song.
1: Now I did watch one the other day called A Cinderella Story: A Christmas Wish. Um, that's what? technically a musical, and you it was watch no. that without me, <laughs> Maggie. It was actually so bad that I couldn't get through it.
2: <laughs> oh that's no. that's a
1: level of that just is garbage that is a level I don't think I've encountered yet, but it's okay. we'll watch it sometime and okay. we'll get really drunk and then we'll love it, but that's what always happens. you have to be in like a very specific mood to watch that movie, and I was not in that mood, especially with Andrew sitting next to me and being like. This is awful. <laughs> I'm leaving the room, and I'm like, no, no,
2: no. I mean, not everything can be legend. Let's no, say. but let's be
1: honest. No, it is. I mean, I, White Christmas is
2: a good Christmas
1: movie, yes, but, um, you know, I think it. I think it's like one of those ones that's so good for the time, but you should never try to remake it ever. Oh, absolutely previous, not. Yeah. Absolutely
2: not. Well, and it's it's kind of one of those things because I was talking to somebody else about this where we were saying like a lot of those things that are considered like the classic Christmas movies that like everybody watches every year with the exception of like Die Hard. Of course, most of them were made in like the fifth, like the thirties to Mm fifties. And I remember seeing a graph one time where somebody showed all of the, like what's considered classic Christmas carols and like when they were created and written.
0: It's all mid century. A
2: lot of them are like thirties to fifties slash mid sixties. And I, so I, it's like this weird hyper nostalgic time. We might have actually talked about it on the Christmas Christmas Story episode, but it's like the fact that this movie was made in that time, it kind of hits every stereotype of that time. But then also has little bits of it that are like, I think, just modern enough to where the movie can still hold up for modern audiences. Yeah. It just, I don't know, it just hits kind of like the perfect tone.
1: Well, NPR did a whole thing about why the Mariah Carey all went for Christmas is you is like, honestly, one of the newest Christmas songs, but it's still made a really long time ago. And like why there aren't any like modern Christmas songs. Everyone it.
2: should listen to Katy Perry's new Christmas song. I'm obsessed with it. It's really good. But it has a very nostalgia vibe.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's why because people I mean, Christmas now everybody just gets stressed out and doesn't snow because the world is dying. And I was
2: also <laughs> I was also listening to a podcast about the emotional labor of Christmas yeah i think i also talked about that on our christmas story
1: so it is nice you know when you're stressed out and it's
2: not actually to just watch some people saving in for a nice old general yeah exactly that's what you need
0: you know that that tried and true tale as old as time
2: classic (laughs) classic plot All right. I think this wraps it up for this episode and for us for 2019. (gasps) Yeah. So we will be back on the 11th or 12th of January. uh, One of those few days. It's like a Saturday, Sunday. Um, But anyway, that's when we will be back with our next episode. And we will be back on the Best Picture winners. I believe it's Florence of Arabia.
0: Yes, I also agree.
2: So also agree or am correct? I don't... (laughs) I'm 99% sure. Anyway, um, but until then, please listen to any of our other episodes. Feel free to reach out to us on social media. We are at Best Pictures Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at bestpicturespodcast at gmail.com if it's something a little bit more long form. And um, rate, subscribe, review, especially rate and review. That definitely helps us out and it helps more people find us.
0: And thank you so much for our guest lola for joining us and giving you uh, well giving us your hot takes
2: yeah i didn't have that many this
0: time but i
1: did have random segues of things hey
0: random segues (laughs) are worth it
1: everyone's welcome for my lovely singing voice
0: (laughs) it's your jingles
1: merry
2: christmas
0: (laughs) (laughs) so thanks for listening tune in next time